Kings fans, it's time for game night. And he scores! Wins it in overtime! With a comprehensive look at the upcoming game, including a look at the Kings and their opponents. Coming in off the right wing, took it to the net. Interviews, analysis with notes, news, and scores from around the NHL. And your calls. Let us know what's on your mind. Call us now at 877-KINGS-20. That's 877-KINGS-20. It's game night, and it starts now. Kings fans, welcome back. I am Jesse Cohen, coming to you live from the Nick Nixon Broadcast Center here in downtown L.A. This game number 63 for your L.A. Kings. 20 games left on the schedule is tonight. They take on the Montreal Canadiens here at Crypto.com Arena. Montreal picked up a win in San Jose on Tuesday and are 6-4-0 in their last 10. The Kings, meanwhile, 6-2-2 in their last 10 and are playing at home for the first time following a tumultuous five-game road trip that ended in a thrilling 6-5 shootout victory over the Jets in Winnipeg, only to immediately discover that longtime Kings goaltender Jonathan Quick had been traded to the Columbus Blue Jackets. Will the Kings kick off the month of March with two points at home? We'll find out in just over an hour. But for now, we're taking your questions and comments here at LA Kings Game Night. Call in 877-KINGS-20, 877-KINGS-20. As always, we are giving away pairs of tickets to upcoming Kings games. So call in with your questions or comments. I know those of you listening out there are bound to have both, especially given the events of the last 48 hours. So uh, that is 877-KINGS-20. And a voice that you uh, should be familiar with, and you can ask your questions too if you'd like. Nick Nixon joins me now in the Nick Nixon Broadcast Center. Nick, how are you doing? Great, Jesse. Uh, great to be home. And uh, here we go. The push is on. The final right. 20 yeah. games. Final 20 games. Uh, yeah, a favorable schedule. Obviously, 13 at home and 7 on the road. So, yeah, take care of business on home ice, and the Kings should be in good shape. I want to ask about that Winnipeg game, uh, last game of the road trip, because not including games in the eight, the high scoring 80s. Uh, when was the last time the Kings allowed five goals in a game that you had that much fun watch, <laughs> watching a Kings game? Well, we've had a lot of those types of games this year. Yeah, I don't we? know that they were fun. Yeah, not for me anyway. Yeah, <laughs> um, but when a, a player stands out in, in a particular game like Andre Kopitar did, uh, it, it makes it uh, even more enjoyable to do, and I'm sure for fans watch or, or listen. And I, I said to Daryl after we signed off on the air, I said I wanted to say at some point after Kopitar scored his fourth goal, it would be a shame if the Kings didn't get some points out of this game. Well, they obviously rallied and uh, and they won it in a shootout. So yeah, good good for uh, good for the Kings there. But uh, yeah, uh, so we've had a nine eight game right in this building. We've had a seven six game in Minnesota. A 6-5 game the other Have we had an 8-7? I don't know if we've had we uh, figure that. We've got 20 games left to get in an 8-7 game. An, wasn't there a 9-8 game? Or well, that I, was, yeah, I yeah, mentioned yeah, that. Yeah, okay, yeah, that was okay, the yeah. Seattle game. <laughs> yes, yeah, all right. But I don't know if it, yeah, 9-8, will have to go. We need, we'll we need an 8-7, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I don't want to spend too much time dancing around uh, the elephant in the, uh, in the press box. Um, Jonathan Quick traded. Yeah. Um, when did you find out? After the game in Winnipeg which is uh, when the team found out, and obviously Jonathan Quick found out. Uh, we got on the plane. Uh, we're coming back to L.A., and I'm doing stuff on my computer, and I look up, and Jonathan is in the back of the plane where we are, 
and, uh, you know, saying his goodbyes. Uh, uh, Carlin, uh, Bath, uh, Foxy was there. I was there, Daryl Evans. And uh, we all gave him a big hug, told him thanks, and uh, best of luck. And, uh, yeah, what a run. I mean, it's interesting because just as I got on the plane, that's when social media was starting to really heat up because my grandson, who <laughs> now is on it, um, texted me right before he took off. He said, did Quick get traded? And uh, I sent him back the note, yes, he did. And I said, uh, great guy, great winner, great goaltender. So, And I think that kind of sums it up for a lot of us with, with Jonathan Quick. And all the best to him. Yeah, with uh, Dustin Brown last year, we had advance notice yes. that we would be able to collect our thoughts and give an appropriate accounting of his time here. Um, just wanted to share a thought that I had earlier today about Jonathan Quick. With Kopitar, with Dowdy, with Brown, because of the positions they played and because of the era they played in, as great as they were as Kings and as meaningful as their careers were to Kings fans, I don't know that any of them reached immortal status. The season that Jonathan Quick had in 2012 is the closest thing I think this era of Kings hockey has to magic, has yeah. to has to eternal. You know, it, it was really that impressive. He won the Conn Smythe, and uh, those numbers that he put up in that playoff run have, have not yet been broken. Yeah, and I know, Jesse, you realize that on the uh, iHeart app, the Kings app, we have historical features mm-hmm. on the Kings, and so I pulled off the quick MVP 2012 feature, and we're going to play it between periods one and two tonight, uh, just in tribute to uh, for what he did, Quick did for the organization. But you're right. I mean, uh, we could be following this game for another 20, 25 years. You'll probably follow it longer than, than I will <laughs> with time remaining on the clock. Uh, but we might not see a goaltender in the NHL come close to those numbers. Uh, the game has opened up. There are a lot more goals. But, gosh, I mean, 16-4 and four in the playoffs – uh, two goals or fewer in all but two games, and the minuscule goals against and the outstanding save percentage. I mean, that uh, just mind-boggling. Uh, the only thing I can think of that that would be comparable, and this is on an individual game basis, earlier in his career, I think it was in his third or fourth season, so it's before the 2012 final run, he had the game in Detroit where he shut out the Red Wings, and the Red Wings still had the big boys in the lineup. They were still coached by Scotty Bowman, and he made something like 51 saves in a 5 nothing shutout. And I went after that game to just, you know, chronicle where the saves were and who they were against. 20 great scoring chances in there. I mean, to me, that was his best individual game as a king. But the playoff run, that's a whole different, different bear there. And, uh, yeah, so, yeah. Great memories, great memories, and yeah, I don't know if we're ever going to see another goaltender be as dominant for this team. I mean, very few goaltenders are as dominant as Quick has been for this franchise as they could be for any other franchise, right? I mean, his numbers speak for themselves. Yeah, and it was really that whole year. Again, this is Nick Nixon talking to me, Jesse Cohen, here on LA Kings Game Night. If you have questions or comments or if you just want to share your own memories of Jonathan Quick, call in 877-KINGS-20, 877-KINGS-20, and you know, when Dustin Brown had his banner night and the statue went up and there was a lot of talk from Matt Green, from Dustin Brown, from Rob Scuderi, from Jim, from you, from everybody, that one of the things that made that team so great was that 
you know, even Dustin said the banners that they put up without his name on it yeah. meant more to him than the one with his name on it. Jonathan Quick never once made it about himself, right? The team loses one to nothing, and he's not complaining that the you know guys didn't give him any run support. He's saying he's got to be better. The team wins one to nothing, and he's talking about what a great job the guys did yeah. putting the puck in the net. So. Yeah, and, uh, and that's why the team had so much success during those uh, three, four years where they won two cups, met, went to the conference final in between the two cups. They had so many guys who were for the team. It was all about the team, and they were in the league long enough where they realized that that's what this this sport is all about. I mean, and, and for everybody who's played the sport and has watched the sport long enough, it is unique in that when you're on the ice, you just don't play offense like a quarterback does in football. You've got to defend when you don't have the puck, and you've got to get it back. So uh, that that it's always intrigued me about this sport of hockey is you've got to do a lot of things, and if you want to be successful as a team, you have to have everybody on board, pushing on the same rope in the right direction, and doing all those little things. Uh, yeah, uh, it just uh, you know, the, going back to, to, to quick as uh, as a leader, you don't think of goaltenders as being a leader, but everybody you you talked with. During that era of Kings hockey, all the players, you know, Mitchell, Scuderi, Bronco, they all talked about his leadership abilities. And, and that was what made that team so wonderful is they had half the roster. I mean, they could have been captains uh, of the team at any. I remember Willie Mitchell in the 11 12s. He should have won the Vezina Trophy that year. Agreed. Anybody, totally agree. anybody who watched the Kings that season, because I think. And, and Jim Fox has just walked in here, and we've talked about this over the years. I think there were 11 or 12 games in the 11-12 season where the Kings got points when they scored only one goal. You score only one goal, you got to lose. You don't get anything. There were 10 or 11 games that quick got the Kings a point or two. So, uh, and you look at his regular season numbers, very close to his playoff numbers, and, you know, I... I think Lundquist won it that year. But he did. He stole I mean, it from him. That, that's the one time that I will actually get annoyed at the notion of East Coast bias. Usually yeah. I just sort of chuckle and roll my eyes and go, ah, oh, okay, yeah. it's whatever. But that one actually bothers me to this day. Um, Roberto Luongo actually had the C painted on his mask yes, and was yes. acknowledged as, even though he wasn't the official captain because right, NHL right. rules uh, prevent it. Um, we're going to get to that story in a second. Eric from L.A. has a comment on Jonathan Quick. Eric, how are you doing today? Uh, doing okay, mixed emotions like a lot of fans, and you know we'll, we'll, we'll skip all the accolades and amazing things. I just it stuck out so much uh, on the positive of just you know as a Kings fan before the that first major uh, cup experience, you, know, you you always had hope, um, and I think what really cemented his legacy is being an eighth seed, uh, and, and you know other than you know the, the, the hopeful Kings fans or any Kings fans when you're an eighth seed. You don't really believe, but as that started getting rolling, and we all started seeing, it's just something magical was happening. And, and you know, I can imagine for the players, it's even a lot more exciting than for the fans. Um, the other part I have to say is, I don't know if it had to go down the way it did. And, and it, Blake sounds like he was working on this for a couple of days. And just whatever you, if you need to charter a flight, do something to tell him in person. I think that just. It, just, it rubbed me the wrong way it wasn't done in person. Anyway, those are my two thoughts. Thank you very much, Eric. And, you know, Nick, 
you've probably seen your fair share of guys trade. I mean, anybody who's been a fan for more yeah. of any team for more than a few years has yeah, seen you their know, fair share. You know, we all would have loved Quick to retire as a king. Uh, me personally, I would love for him to get to that 400 wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I think he's a Hall of Fame goaltender if he doesn't play another game in his career. But, you know, the game... It, it, it never works out perfectly. It, it, the situations never occur the way you'd like them to. I remember Larry Robinson. Uh, he retired after he was with the Kings in the playoffs. He got hurt in the, that playoff year. He didn't know that was his last game of his career. He didn't want to go out that way. And and going back, we were talking about this downstairs. When Alec Martinez, I think he was on the flight back to L.A. Somebody this morning said it was from Winnipeg. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, yeah. if you don't want to be traded, don't go to Winnipeg. Well, and, of course, Wayne Gretzky's <laughs> last game famously. Yeah, exactly. King, exactly. Yeah, so, you know, you'd like everything to happen the way perfectly. It never does. It never does. Rarely does. And everybody understands it. They understand it's a business. Uh, my wife was talking about, what are we going to do about his kids? He's got kids in school. Well, you know, he's not the first guy with kids who's been traded at the deadline. They work it out. Fortunately, now he's in Vegas. His family can go see him on the weekends if they're home. He can come back here on an off day for a day. So it, it works out. But uh, I'm the fan of me wanted him to retire as a king. But analyzing the trade and listening to everybody that's been talking about it on the Canadian networks and even uh, uh, the radio shows in the U.S., they think the Kings improved themselves in two areas, left side defenseman and in goal, because the goaltending numbers this year, as we all know, have been at or near the bottom all season. And Craig Button went on to say he thinks besides Colorado, the Kings might be the team to beat right now. Oh, so, wow. so a lot of people think that. Unfortunately, okay, that's the kiss of death, because Craig yeah, Button was yeah, also <laughs> yeah. famously that's one, against one man's the opinion. Trade, sure. One man's opinion. But you look at how close the eight top teams in the West are, yeah. um, it's up for grabs. It's up for grabs. Yeah, and uh, we spoke to Jeff Svoboda, the uh, Jackets insider uh, for yep. all the Kings men, and he, of course, had lovely things to say about both uh, Gavrikov and Corpusalo, not just as players but also as people. And everybody we spoke to this morning, we had the, both of them in uh, to talk to the media this morning. They seemed like great guys. Uh, even Drew Doughty, uh, who also spoke to the media this morning, talked about you know how easily they fit into the room just after one practice, really. So... Uh, but you're right, you know, Todd McClellan referenced this morning that the team simply allows too many goals, and this was an effort to uh, stop that. We'll play that clip from Todd McClellan later. Uh, for now, we're going to take our first break of the night. Nick, thank you so much for joining Thanks, me. Thanks, Jesse. And uh, we'll see you in 45 minutes. All right. All I'll right. be here. Kings fans, uh, <laughs> stick around. You stick around. Nick's going to go. But uh, when we come back, we'll have some quotes from Todd McClellan and Rob Blake. We'll talk about the new players acquired in the trade, and we'll take a look ahead to tonight's game. We'll be right back. The LA Kings play here. Valley Sports West. Don't miss any of the action as Andrzej Kopitar and company take on the rest of the league. Kopitar to win it! He scores! And if you're on the road, don't miss a beat. 
Watch the game from anywhere with the Bally Sports app. The Kings win it in overtime. Bally Sports West, the home for L.A. Kings hockey. Going to the movies this weekend? Totally Unlimited movies have arrived at Regal with Regal Unlimited, the perfect pass for movie lovers like you. See all the movies you want as many times as you want while enjoying 10% off concessions. Plus, enjoy unlimited moments. I love you. Unlimited action, unlimited adventure, and unlimited laughs at any Regal theater nationwide. Use the Regal app to become an unlimited subscriber today. Regal is a proud sponsor of the Los Angeles Kings. Wow, cool truck. Thanks, kid. Are you a contractor? What kind of shovel is that? What are you digging? Um, a trench? Ever find a body? What? No. Wait, did you contact 811? No. Well, did you know it's the law? Huh. What if you hit a gas line? Who pays to fix it? Can you go to jail? How much is bail? It's good to ask questions like, did you contact 811 before digging? Visit SoCalGas.com slash 811 for more info. Did you know that Crypto.com is the official crypto platform partner of the LA Kings? That's right. But did you also know that Crypto.com is the world's fastest growing crypto app with over 10 million users worldwide? You heard that right. Over 10 million users worldwide. Now, with the Crypto.com app, you can easily buy and sell more than 200 cryptocurrencies at true cost, only with the Crypto.com app. Be sure to download it now on the App Store or Google Play. Once again, that's the Crypto.com app. This is LA Kings Game Night. Make your voice heard. Call 877-KINGS20. Back to the action on the LA Kings iHeart Audio Network. Welcome back, Kings fans. Jesse Cohen here once again inside the Nick Nixon Broadcast Center in downtown L.A., where the Montreal Canadiens are in town to take on your L.A. Kings. In our opening segment, we heard from Nick Nixon. We talked a little bit about Jonathan Quick, and that meant that we uh, did not get into the notes and news that we usually do at the start of the show. So let's get into that. Tonight's starting goalie, as per Todd McClellan this morning, talking to the media, uh, will be Phoenix Copley. Phoenix Copley, 18-4-2 in his season so far. 2.82 goals against average and an 8.99 save percentage. Uh, since being ejected against the Ducks in that incident at the end of the second period in Anaheim, uh, Phoenix Copley is 1-2-1, and one, and his save percentage has gotten progressively weaker in each of those games. Uh he did come in in, uh, in uh, reserve of Jonathan Quick in the New York Rangers game. So hopefully tonight is a night uh, to get him back on track. Familiar faces in the Montreal lineup. There are none in the lineup, but Vincent LeCavalier, who was here as an LA King briefly back in 2015-16, I believe. He is a special advisor to hockey operations for the Montreal Canadiens. So welcome back to LA, Vincent LeCavalier. Don't actually know if he's with the team. I don't imagine he is. That brings us, of course, to uh, lineup changes. Uh, Tobias Bjornfoot was assigned back to the Ontario Reign. Brendan Lemieux has been designated as non-roster, and for any of you wondering what that means, uh, it simply means that for a very brief period, he is not counting against the LA Kings 23-man roster. Uh, it doesn't mean that he's been traded or assigned. Um, there are a number of reasons a player can be designated non-roster. They usually tend to do with uh, off-ice issues, whether it's uh, 
a problem with family uh, or, or personal reasons. We don't know what those are with Brendan Lemieux, but it is not uh, something that I would get yourself too worked up about it. I imagine he will be back soon. There are uh, there are rules in place to uh, prevent teams from uh, abusing that. I've seen some people speculate that it might have been related to the trade deadline. I don't believe it is. Meanwhile, uh, Jonathan Quick was traded, but coming back in that trade, defenseman Vladislav uh, Gavrikov, who will wear number 84 here for L.A., and uh, Jonas Corposalo, who will wear number 70. Corposalo is a goalie. Gavrikov is a defenseman. Uh, Gavrikov uh, and Corposalo came from Columbus, going to Columbus, a 2023 first-round pick, a 2024 third-round pick, and goaltender Jonathan Quick. But that was not the only trade that the Kings made. They also traded a third-round pick in 2023. For Eric Portillo, a goaltender who is currently playing at the University of Michigan, he is in the Buffalo Sabres system, or not, now he's in the Kings system. He was in the Buffalo Sabres system. The Kings acquired the rights to Eric Portillo. I should correct myself. Because he's playing at the University of uh, Michigan, he does not have uh, an entry contract yet. He is a goaltender and uh, unsigned. Uh, I believe he's a junior this year. Um, and he does not need to sign an entry contact until 2024, I believe. Let me, as I check my notes real quick, I believe the Kings retain his rights uh, until 2024. So they acquire another goalie to uh, fit into their prospect pool for a third-round pick. And in this year's draft, uh, the Kings no longer have a first-round draft, but they do have picks in the second, third, fourth, fifth and sixth rounds because the seventh round pick was traded uh, last year to move into uh, the seventh round of last year's draft and the Kings have a third round pick because they have the one acquired for Jeff Carter back in 2021 so the Kings no longer have a first round pick or a seventh round pick but picks in second third fourth fifth and sixth round in the upcoming draft again Eric Portillo a goalie uh, from Gothenburg Sweden Six foot six, so he joins a number of other kings being six foot six or taller. 22 years old, uh, he turns 23 in September. 67th pick overall in the third round of the 2019 NHL entry draft by the Buffalo Sabres. He is at 19, 10, and 2 this year for the University of Michigan with a 908 save percentage and a 3.01 save, or goals against, excuse me. So that was all the trades to date. There still might be more. Tomorrow is the trade deadline, tomorrow at noon. Rob Blake was asked uh, yesterday on a conference call with the media whether or not the Kings were done making moves, and he said not necessarily. They are still looking to upgrade the roster if the right situation occurs. Part of the benefit of the trade of Jonathan Quick to Columbus was that it opened up cap space. I think it was about $1.7 or $1.8 million in cap space for the L.A. Kings. Uh, But it was pointed out that should the Kings not uh, make any more trades before the deadline, that the extra space uh, retained in the trade or acquired in the trade, excuse me, uh, could have secondary benefits. When a player is signed with a bonus in their contract, like Alex Edler, for example, whose base salary is $750,000, 
with bonuses built in, an extra uh, $250,000 for every, if he reached, I think it was 5, 15, and 20 games, maybe it was 10, 15, and 20 games. Regardless, he has reached all of the bonus clauses in his contract, so he has earned himself another $750,000, bringing the total value of his contract to $1.5 million. But because half of that was in bonuses, if the Kings finish the season having spent up to the cap, that bonus money rolls over onto next year's salary cap. So the Kings would be starting the year with an extra $750,000 counting against their cap. However, if they have room at the end of the year, if they don't use the cap space that they acquired in that trade, then the bonuses will eat into that space and be paid out this year. And next year, there will be no bonus payments. And Edler is not the only player with bonuses this year. It's just the one that I happen to be most familiar with that I could repeat chapter and verse. Uh, I think Gabe Velarde also has a, a bonus in his contract. And Quentin Byfield might as well. It's common to work bonuses into younger players' contracts because players on entry-level contracts or bridge contracts, well, not bridge contracts, but players on entry-level contracts, there is a limit. There's a ceiling on how much you can pay them. So in order to incentivize young players to either come out of college or sign entry-level contracts early when they are still in juniors, teams will offer bonus clauses if they believe that a player is capable of earning those bonuses. Um, so, sorry, got, got away from myself there. Uh, the trade, however, um, McClellan spoke to us this morning after Kopitar and Dowdy did, and uh, McClellan was asked about the mood in the room and uh, and Jonathan, or excuse me, uh, Ange Kopitar and Drew Doughty um, commenting that they were indeed sad to see their teammate go, uh, but that they understood that it is a business and that with 20 games left on the schedule, it is time now to uh, focus on the games remaining. This is uh, Coach Todd McClellan's response to being asked about that. Well, core guy did leave, and it's not an easy day for especially those two because they uh, they were teammates and went through a championship run more than once with uh, with Quickie. And uh, to expect them to come in here and jump up and down and be full of smiles would be uh, not a very good expectation on our behalf. But we also have to move on, and this is the cliche or whatever it is. Um, we felt that we needed to address a certain area of the game, and um, the organization did. Unfortunately, um, Quickie was part of that decision. Uh, but at the end of the day, um, and this is going to sound a little bit callous, but we got to move on and we got to go play. And uh, the staff has a responsibility for doing its job and trying to prepare the group as well as it can, and the players have their responsibility to be uh, as well prepared as they possibly can be. And uh, now we have to play. And that's what's ahead of us. That was Todd McClellan, and he's right. They have to play, and they have to play starting tonight against the Montreal Canadiens. One of the lowest scoring teams in the league, which could work out in the Kings' benefit, because as Todd McClellan said to us earlier this morning, the Kings uh, simply allow too many goals. We're giving up too many goals. What's ironic is... We bring Fiala in because we got to add to scoring. We don't have enough. Now we have scoring, and we're giving up too many. So we have to, to solidify our defensive play. Um, that's defensemen, that's forwards, that's the coaching staff, and that's the, the goaltender. So two pieces came in to try and help us in that area. 
was two pieces coming in in that trade for LA Kings goaltender Jonathan Quick, Eunice Corpusalo, and uh, Vladislav Gavrikov. And we also spoke to Rob Blake yesterday about the trade. And here's just a brief snippet uh, from Rob Blake on why the trade was made. Yeah, I think we've been we've been kind of identifying needs as the season progressed here in, in certain areas, and uh, you know felt uh, the conversations. You know, the the, the trade deadline, um, particularly this year, you see a lot of movement prior to here in the last week. So lots of discussions, and felt that this type of move uh, addressed the two situations that we felt needed to be addressed on the team. That was Rob Blake, and there was a lot of. Uh careful language in in all of the media availabilities it was very clear uh, that everybody with the kings has a deep uh respect and appreciation for everything that jonathan quick did i certainly know the fans do i certainly know that i do uh but it was made perfectly clear um that the the needs of this team are are well known uh, it is no shock to anybody that the Kings were looking for uh, help in net and on defense. Um, and uh, they made the moves that they felt they had to make. Uh, the Kings and Canadians are now taking the ice for warm-ups, so we are going to take a break. When we come back, you will hear from Vladislav Gavrikov and Jonas Korpisalo. I'm Jesse Cohen. This is LA Kings Game Night. Stick around, Kings fans. We'll be right back. is honest. Blue is strong. Blue doesn't divide. Blue embraces. Blue doesn't give up. Blue is courageous. Blue is the color of the sky we're all reaching for. Blue Shield is opportunity. Blue Shield is choice. Blue Shield is tomorrow. Blue Shield is healthcare coverage that covers more people. Blue Shield of California. When it's time to choose, choose Blue Shield. The L.A. Kings play here. They score! Valley Sports West. Don't miss any of the action as Andre Kopitar and company take on the rest of the league. Kopitar to win it. He scores! And if you're on the road, don't miss a beat. Watch the game from anywhere with the Valley Sports app. The Kings win it in overtime! Valley Sports West. The home for L.A. Kings hockey. And we're back with breaking news. Coke Zero Sugar might be the best Coke ever. That's right, Jim. Coke Zero Sugar is a must-try for any Coke fan, so make sure you... Jim. <laughs> Jim. We're on the air. Ooh, yes, this tastes like the best Coke ever to me. Your thoughts, Jen? Well, can I have a sip? <laughs> Jen, we're in the middle of reporting the news. I need to try it first. You know what's smart? Saving money. You know what's even smarter? Switching to Mercury Insurance. They've got some of the lowest rates in California, and their big discounts could save you a bundle. Plus, their new app keeps you connected 24-7. Get a quote today from the company J.D. Power ranked number one in customer satisfaction for their digital insurance shopping experience. Mercury Insurance. Smart insurance for smart people. To more of LA Kings Game Night. Call 877 Kings20. Back to the action on the LA Kings iHeart Audio Network. 
Welcome back, Kings fans. Jesse Cohen here once again inside the Nick Nixon Broadcast Center in downtown L.A., where the L.A. Kings and Montreal Canadiens are on the ice for warm-ups. Ordinarily, we would bring you uh, duly noted, but uh, Zach Dooley and I have had a busy couple of days, and we did not pre-record one. Instead, here is uh, the audio collected this morning from the media availability with uh, new L.A. Kings defenseman Vladislav Gavrikov, who will be wearing number 84 and presumably skating alongside Sean Walker tonight, according to head coach Todd McClellan. And goaltender Jonas Corposalo, he will be wearing number 70. He will not be in net tonight, uh, but here is the media availability with the two newest L.A. Kings. Just what you guys' emotions, uh, you know, I know, you know, your debut you know, might, might come a little bit later, but here and there tonight, what's just your emotions right now? Uh, I'm so excited, so excited to be here, so excited to step in right away, so it didn't take long, and um, yeah, I'm pretty excited, I would say, because they wasn't out of the lineup for the like couple couple last game obviously that was uh, kind of tough for me but right now ready to go and yeah I'm so happy I'm here. Getting trades obviously never easy but does it become easier when you get trained with a teammate Elliot and the team you know someone? Does that help? Yeah I mean uh, our teammates it's awesome even even like families and wives they make it so easy for us that was so warm such a warm welcome and uh the organization made the travel for us so easy, and yeah, I just want to say thank you for that because we really appreciate like every detail. They they took care of it like our teammates is great. As I said, everyone like just top notch, just top notch. Yeah, great that, people here. That's all about it. Yeah, the guys try to help us out. It's like it's amazing. Try try to make us like everything easier for us. It's exactly what we need right now, and really appreciate that. How did you guys find out? Were you together? What was the process of being told? It's like, I don't know, a couple of days ago, you know, I had no clue about anything before they pulled me out of the lineup. And uh, then st- things started rolling out. And uh, uh, obviously, Gabby has been out of the lineup for a longer time than me. So uh found it out in the plane when we, we got back home in, in Columbus and uh, flew out the next day. So things happened quickly. For you, you've been out of the lineup for so long. Was it nice to just finally have a resolution to a situation where I know I'm coming here and I know I can kind of get back going and playing again? Yeah, exactly. Well, before that, I didn't know if I would play tonight or not. But, yeah, obviously, I'm just uh, glad it's, like, it's over and the deal was done. So it's, like, real, really about it. Glad to be here. Usually in those situations when a player gets held out, held out, at least previously before this year, Usually that player is traded right away. Yeah. It's like a 24-hour thing or whatever. Yeah. It's obviously lasted long. I mean, did it get – how frustrated did, did that get to sit for that long? i never been in a situation like that before, so I didn't know exactly what I have to expect, and uh, I didn't know how, like, how fast it's going to be that. But obviously, as a healthy player, you want to play. So that's it, even if it's going to be one game or two. Um, it's kind of it's kind of weird, just like weird to watch your team play right now. And uh, yeah, it's it's just a different work off the ice, like on the ice. You know, it's like you have to adjust uh, yourself uh, for that. But um, yeah, it takes like almost two weeks. That was obviously uh, I didn't expect that to be honest. But like I, what, what could I do? Like nothing to be honest. Just wait. And uh, I was still in the team. The, the teammates around and I have to practice every day. Kind of, kind of, still same for me. Nothing changes. 
Now for tonight's game, I'm sorry, for tonight's game, um, how, how much do you balance wanting to kind of keep things, you know, simple because you're obviously trying, you know, learning a whole, you know, maybe a whole new system, who knows, but can I keep things simple with just playing your game? How much do you want to balance? Simple for sure, yeah. T -t Today, like, obviously it's going to be simple game for me because I didn't play for a while. It's going to be probably, like, a little bit harder than usual for the body. Um, but I will I will figure this out on the flight. It's not going to be a problem. Yes, yeah, some, like, tactic stuff we spoke about with the coaches already. Uh, yeah, got to do some adjustments. It takes a while anyway, but I'm sure it shouldn't be a problem. If I could ask you guys, we've seen you play now, not but... Give your own scouting report on yourself. What you expect to bring for the Los Angeles Kings? Corp, give me a break. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> a lot calmer version of myself would I be? Uh, you know, just uh, battling for every puck. Uh, you know, just giving it all out there, and that's what it is. Goal is just, job is easy. Just stop the puck. You know, so uh, you know, hundred percent every single night, and uh, go from that. Kind of same for me. Yeah, I have to stop the puck as well uh, as a defensive <laughs> part. But um, yeah, usually try try to like help fall over the map. And uh, yeah, the first of all, the defense, of course, uh, that that's why we're here. Uh, but yeah, if you if you like can join the rush, go for that. If you have a room, use it. So it's like kind kind of simple as that. Every everyone making mistakes. So we, I mean, me personally, Corp, either not afraid to do that. So that that's fine. It's human being. Not gonna be a problem, but yeah, you have to just enjoy the game, you know, play, be yourself. Do you guys have previous relationships with anybody in the room already? You know any one of these players at all, or all new faces for you? All new faces. So uh, it was cool to get in there, and every single that was awesome, and uh, uh, make ourselves feel comfortable. Yes, for you hop right into a playoff race. Uh, how exciting is that when you're moving to a new team and you're going to a team that's 20 games away and is really pushing for something? That's awesome. I mean, every single game matters so much, and uh, uh, huge games, every single one from now on. And uh, uh, yeah, just really excited to get in there. Apple team. Corbin, I know last question was a really tough year for you health wise in a lot of ways. Obviously, that's kind of spread through the whole team. I mean, how much is that fresh start exciting for you personally to have the opportunity to play meaningful games, to have the opportunity to, to establish yourself and, and, uh, and be in the situation? It's just really exciting. I mean, after last season, signed that one-year deal and uh, had the hip surgery, so that was a lot of question marks. And uh, uh, did my best for for the start and throughout the whole season. And uh, I knew there's a chance for me to getting traded. And uh, getting here is a great spot, great team, uh, big games in in the future. So uh, really excited. And Berlin is the. Uh Call celebration coming with you to LA. <laughs> exactly. I bring my phone with me. Don't worry about it. Yeah. You know, was, how do you deal with the perception that you were traded to Jonathan Quick and he's a legend here? How are you going to deal with that? Well, first of all, he's a huge legend. He's a guy who I admire every time I played against him. And uh, I grew up watching him. Um, just a great, great goalie. And uh, yeah, no one's replacing him. I'm. Uh, I'm just being me and uh, doing my best here. Is there a just, is, is there any ad at all added pressure in your mind at all to say win over a fan base that really had such a connection with Jonathan Quick? Like I said, club legend. So uh, um, 
and I, you know, I'm just just be me and uh, just give in 100% every night, and uh, uh, that's it. Don't need to think about it too much. Can you kind of struggle for goaltending this season? I mean, it sounds like you're just not really worrying about anything outside of your own games. Do you focus on that kind of thing? Kind of think you can come in and fix any issues, or you just play your game? I'm just playing my game. No need to worry about anything else than what I can do out there. You know, uh, I keep doing what I've been doing this year, so that's uh, not thinking about anything else than stopping puck. Into LA to play hockey. Like, how much, how familiar are you with the city, and how much time have you spent here? Only time I've been here is for the uh, road trips with uh, Columbus, and that's usually in and out. So, um, haven't seen the city too much. <laughs> I got the burgers too before, really good. Uh, but yeah, haven't seen the city too much. But uh, looks cool, and like I said, everyone takes good care of us. So, uh, it's been fun this far. Yeah, Burger is nice, by the way. Yeah, we we used to live in uh, Santa Monica there, so it's like pretty pretty nice area around. But yeah, yeah, I've been only for the road trips as well, so we'll explore that for sure. That was new LA Kings defenseman Vladislav Gavrikov and LA Kings goaltender Jonas Korpisalo, both acquired earlier this week in a trade for a first-round pick, a third-round pick and Jonathan Quick. Both of those guys are known for being personable and good in the room. That's what we heard from Jeff Svoboda, Jackets Insider, this week on All the Kings Men, official podcast of the LA Kings. And he went on to say that he felt that both of those guys were among his favorite players uh, that he's ever covered in his time with the Blue Jackets. So high praise for those two players. Uh, This is from Zach Dooley's article on LA Kings Insider about the two players. Uh, Or maybe I copied this from the email. I don't remember where I cut and pasted this from, but this from the LA Kings somewhere about the two players. Corpusalo, 28, joins the Kings after appearing in 26 games with the Blue Jackets this season, posting an 11-11-3 record with a 3.17 goals against average. But more importantly, I am editorializing there a 9-1-3 save percentage. That would easily be the best save percentage on the Kings this season. The six foot three hundred and ninety-three netminder led Columbus in nearly every statistical category this season, including wins, saves, goal against, save percentage, and minutes played. Third round selection by Columbus in the 2012 NHL Draft. Corpusalo has appeared in 190 regular season NHL games, holds a record of 87, 78, and 24. In 2019-20, and this is the playoff experience that everybody talks so much. He established career best in games played, wins, goals against, saves, and shutouts, and earned his first ever NHL All-Star Game nomination. He also appeared in nine Stanley Cup playoff games, posting a 3-5 and five record with a 1.9 goals against and 941 save percentage and two shutouts. Uh, that is an impressive showing uh, for a goaltender in the playoffs. Again, these are my editorials. Uh, the Netminder's first playoff shutout came against the Toronto Maple Leafs in Game 1 of Round 1 of the 2020 Stanley Cup Qualifiers. In Game 1 of the Eastern Conference first round of the 2021 Stanley Cup playoffs, Corpusalo set an NHL record for most saves in a single game with 85. So that is the kind of game that Jonas Corpusalo is capable of giving. Uh, meanwhile, defenseman Vladislav Gavrikov, 27, has appeared in 52 games with the Blue Jackets this season, earning 10 points and 30 penalty minutes while averaging over 22 minutes of time on ice per game. Among skaters to appear in 15 or more games with Columbus this season, the six foot three, 220 pound 
defenseman led the club in time on ice per game and shorthanded time on ice per game. So he can help the Kings out on the penalty kill. Again, I editorialize while ranking third in block shots and ninth in hits. Originally selected by Columbus in the sixth round of the 2015 NHL draft, Gavrikov has registered 73 points and 130 penalty minutes in 256 NHL regular season games. Since making his debut in the 2019-20 season, Gavrikov has led all Columbus skaters in games played, block shots, and shorthanded time on ice, while ranking fourth in time on ice, fifth in hits, and eighth in shots. Prior to joining the NHL, the Russian native spent parts of five seasons with the Continental Hockey League uh, with SKA St. Petersburg and his hometown locomotive Yaroslavl, recording 49 points with 96 penalty minutes and a plus 97 rating uh, in 222 career KHL games. Two players uh, acquired to help on the defensive side of the ice, a goalie and a defenseman, a left shot defenseman at that. A large left shot defenseman who, uh, unlike the rumors that were swirling around for two years, is not uh, a dynamic puck mover, but is instead uh, a large crease-clearing defenseman. And Jeff Sabota told us that uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets staff had taken to calling him the octopus. Because when he gets his hands or arms on an opponent, they don't get away very often. That is going to do it for this segment. We will be back after this break with uh, some final thoughts before tonight's game against the Montreal Canadiens. This is LA Kings Game Night. I am Jesse Cohen. Stick around, Kings fans. We will be right back. If you want the best care for kids in California, come to Children's Hospital Los Angeles. CHLA is the highest-ranked children's hospital in California and fifth in the nation on the prestigious U.S. News & World Report honor roll of best children's hospitals. CHLA provides outstanding patient-centered care, trains the physicians, nurses, and caregivers of tomorrow, and conducts life-saving research to help bring more cures to more kids. For the best care for kids in California, visit chla.org. And we're back with breaking news. Coke Zero Sugar might be the best Coke ever. That's right, Jim. Coke Zero Sugar is a must-try for any Coke fan, so make sure you... Jim. <laughs> Jim. We're on the air. Ooh, yes, this tastes like the best Coke ever to me. Your thoughts, Jen? Well, can I have a sip? <laughs> Jen, we're in the middle of reporting the news. I need to try it first. Your favorite shoes are probably the ones you don't even think about when wearing them. They're just right. The Cooper Endeavor is a tire made to give you that same comfortable all-around performance with confidence, control, and a smooth ride. So you can keep your mind off your tires and on the road where you want it to be. Tire Choice carries the full lines of Cooper tires, including the Cooper Endeavor. So go with the Coopers at Cooper Tire at coopertire.com or stop by at Tire Choice. 
Are you in the job market and do you have a good driving record and customer service experience? Metro is hiring now for bus operator positions with up to $3,000 in sign-on bonuses. When you join our team, not only will you keep moving LA forward, you will get paid as you go through one of the best training programs. Our bus operators get excellent benefits like insurance, paid time off, and there's plenty of room to grow. Apply to get in the driver's seat at metro.net slash drive LA. Turn to L.A. Kings game night. A pregame look at the Kings on your L.A. Kings iHeart Audio Network. Welcome back, Kings fans. Jesse Cohen here once again inside the Nick Nixon Broadcast Center here in downtown L.A. Where the L.A. Kings take on the Montreal Canadiens tonight here at Crypto.com Arena. But that is not the only game being played in the National Hockey League. Tonight, with 20 games left on the LA Kings schedule, it's time to uh, start looking towards the playoff push, as Nick Nixon told us in the first segment of tonight's LA Kings game night program. Around the town, excuse me, around the league, out of town scoreboard, uh, the Stars and Blackhawks currently tied at two to two. The Calgary Flames, an opponent. Uh, or a Pacific Division rival of the LA Kings, leading the Toronto Maple Leafs two to nothing at uh, about 13 minutes left in the second. Minnesota Wild up one to nothing over the Canucks, and later tonight uh, the Blues and Sharks will face off in San Jose. Bruins defeated the Sabers seven to one. The Nashville Predators defeated the Florida Panthers two to one. The Ottawa Senators over the New York Rangers in Patrick Kane's debut, 5-3. The Penguins over the Lightning, 5-4 in overtime. And unfortunately, the Pacific Division rival Seattle Kraken also picked up two more points, defeating the Red Wings, 5-4 in overtime. So again, looking at the standings with 20 games left in the LA Kings season. Kings still find themselves in second place in the Pacific Division, two points behind Vegas with 76. Two points ahead of Seattle at 74. The Kings have 76. Vegas has 78. Edmonton in the first wild card spot has 74 points. Winnipeg, the team the Kings beat uh, just the other night in the second wild card spot with 72. Calgary, though, up over Toronto Maple Leafs, as we said, one to nothing in the second. They are in third place in the wild card race, or ninth, I suppose, in the playoff race with 67 points. They have uh, just 61 games while the Kings have 62, so that is a game in hand for Calgary. Even if they were to pick up a win in that game in hand, it would still only give them 69 points, which is still seven points behind where the Kings currently stand in the standings. And, of course, there are 20 games left for the Kings, 21 games left for the Flames. But that is the closest competitor. Uh, You have to believe that St. Louis, Vancouver, Arizona, San Jose, Anaheim, and Chicago are done for the year. The question is whether or not Calgary or Nashville can mount a late-season comeback and seize one of those wild-card spots, and whether or not Edmonton can pass L.A. and drop them into a wild-card spot out of the Pacific, the top three in the Pacific. If that is the case, then... Kings have to worry, but with the acquisitions the Kings made earlier this week uh, and their strong play this season, you have to think that their chances of making the playoffs at this point are very, very strong. Uh, and General Manager Rob Blake said a number of times that one of the reasons they made the trade they did at the time they did was because of the play of the LA Kings. The team 
showed to the front office and the general manager that they were strong enough and good enough to contend and with the rest of the Western Conference I won't say weak, but being as competitive as it is, as opposed to uh, some of the top spots on the eastern side of the uh, equation. Front office thought it was time to make a move and help the Kings with that playoff push. According to MoneyPuck.com, the LA Kings are at an 84.1% chance to make the playoffs. Just to give you some context for that, Boston and Carolina are listed as 100%. New Jersey and Toronto and Tampa all at 99% and above. New Jersey at 99.98. L.A. Kings, 84.1. Winnipeg, 83.9. Calgary, 62.2. And everybody after that is 33% or lower. So moneypuck.com, for whatever it's worth, uh, has the Kings in uh, a playoff spot. Uh, and Calgary out. So we will have to watch that for the rest of the season, and we will be watching that for the rest of the season for you here on LA Kings Game Night and on All the Kings Men, official podcast of the LA Kings. If you are not familiar with that program, please do check it out, lakings.com slash podcast, where you can find not only All the Kings Men, not only The Rain Check, a podcast that covers the Ontario Rain for you, but also replays of LA Kings Game Night and Kings Talk with Nick Nixon and Daryl Evans. Uh, Every day after the game, we do go ahead and uh, download those and put those online for you to listen to if for whatever reason you can't stay up or you're not listening on the drive home. That is lakings.com slash podcast. Again, that is going to do it for this edition of LA Kings Game Night. Huge thanks to our in-arena producer Jake Warner and Jeff Cabot at the iHeart Studio in Burbank. LA Kings Game Night will return Saturday night. When we return tonight, Hall of Famer Nick Nixon and Daryl Evans have the call as your L.A. Kings face-off against the Montreal Canadiens. This has been L.A. Kings Game Night. I've been Jesse Cohen. Thanks for listening, Kings fans. We'll talk to you again soon. Off the draw shot. Score! You've been listening to Kings Game Night with a complete look at the Kings' upcoming game. Be sure to join us immediately after the game for Kings Talk. Call in again with your questions and comments at 877-KINGS-20. And now, stay tuned for L.A. Kings Hockey. Coming up right here on the L.A. Kings iHeart Audio Network.